Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. Today, I am so excited. Our guest is one of the foremost experts in the world on short-term rentals and We in the industry who've been veterans for a long time admire him and we listen to what he has to say. He's always fun and interesting and everyone loves to have him speak because he is the most entertaining and he has just great charisma. Simon Lehman, thank you so much for being with us. And I normally start out by telling people all about what they do. Your resume is just huge. You know, right now you lead Atelier and tell me what you guys are doing there. That's cool. Absolutely. First of all, you know, it's great to be here and, and it's great to share the same passion that you guys have as well as AGL is that we want to help the vacation rental and short-term rental industry to professionalize and grow. You know, always a small anecdote, 2005, I met Brian Sharples and Carl Shepard the first time in my life. And we're the founders of HomeAway. And when I asked Brian what his objective was with HomeAway, he said, I want to make vacation rental the most respectable travel vertical in the world. And at that time, I was running one of the oldest and largest property management companies in the world with 20,000 property plus. And I said, this is a great vision. So since then, Brian and I have been friends and I've been able to serve on the board of HomeAway as well before we sold it to Expedia. So it's been an incredible ride. And 17 years forward, I think we have achieved to be a well-respected travel vertical, very resilient, you know, have gone through many crises and have shown massive bounce back. We've seen enormous results, 2022 record year for vacation rental, literally across the world. And what we do, we share our passion with everybody else. We share our know-how with the industry. We deal with any type of stakeholders in the industry at AGL. And that's what we love. We see corporate companies. We work with large corporates, investors. We work with very small property managers. Our smallest customer is 40 units uh, that we're helping to get better with their operations. So we're not just after the big boys. We love to be with everyone in this industry. And I think the one thing that we want to do is create more intelligence and create information. And the latest, I guess, big bang that we did is my background on the screen today, which is the vacation rental technology landscape that we have built for the last three months together with Peakspan Capital. And this is the largest, most comprehensive technology landscape the industry has ever seen. It's over 410 tech companies on there. And it just shows how exciting this industry is. And property managers need some guidance to navigate through that, but also investors and everybody else. And we try to create some structure in this. And this is only the beginning. That's amazing. Believe it or not, Simon, I looked at that earlier this week. I do follow trending that you do. And I posted that to a friend. And then a few minutes later, it ended up on our whole Inhabit chat. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I don't blame them. It's really extraordinary what you've done there. Normally what I do, the people that I speak to are property managers. So here's the thing. We want to talk about things that will help them grow, things that will help them run their business. And you wrote something about profitability and revenue. Would you kind of go through that? Because I think that's very boots on the ground helpful for property managers. Yeah, absolutely. You get me going here and I hope our (laughs) webinar has enough time to share our views and wisdom on profitability and revenue. Also here, a little anecdote, where does this come from? We actually started beating that drum in in around 2018-19 when we wrote the first article about profitability in the vacation rental industry. And that actually came from the phenomena 
of Eric Brion being extremely capable to raise a lot of capital from Acasa. And we saw that I obviously was deeper involved in the past because I was involved with Acasa in Europe as well, helped them internationalize the business, which then didn't follow through for a number of different reasons. But one thing that was interesting is that they were able to raise an enormous amount of capital in a situation where they were far away from profitability. And at that time, for me, it was already obvious this is not going to go well. And unfortunately, I've been proven and I wish uh, Rob Graber and his entire team only the best in success because I tell you one thing, we all want Vacasa to succeed for many reasons, but that's a different topic. So I'm supporting Vacasa all the way and hope that their recent restructuring and everything else will help them to actually convince investors that a vacation rental is a good place to invest in because now that's harming us because people look at another cost us back and say, hey, this didn't work. Why should we invest in this industry? This is totally wrong. So that's why we, we sort of knew that our crystal ball was telling us making this much losses at this valuation is not going to go well. Why? Because you're growing fast, you're making a lot of acquisitions, but if you can't make the unit economics meet because of unit density, because of operational expenditure, then it's going to go very sour, right? And when you're in growth mode, you obviously spend more money than you make. That's normal. When you venture back and there's a lot of growth and obviously the venture capitalists, they want to see a lot of growth, but eventually that profit line needs to cross the cost line because otherwise <laughs> yes. it's not going to go anywhere, right? So that's when we said, hey, we need to talk about profitability here. At the end of the day, and we used that term during COVID, and everybody realized that profitability is actually equals oxygen. No oxygen, you're dead. And we heard how you know breathing was a massive issue in terms of COVID. We had everybody on the respirator in the emergency rooms, and everybody was running out of oxygen. And we had a lot of fatalities, which was awful. And we felt, hey, we need the same vacation rent. You need to run a profitable business, and you need to understand how you run a profitable business. So, and this is why we talked about this and are very adamant to say, okay. We want to help property managers to understand what are the cost drivers and how do you achieve to run a profitable business across the entire year, right? A business is seasonal. Trust accounting is not used to spend your holidays with. Uh, no. <laughs> you, you, know, you need to keep that aside. You need to pay owners with the trust accounting. And, you know, we've seen a lot of things. And at the end of the day, in seasonality, you need to understand Hey, I have operational expenditure. I have fixed costs. I have variable costs. What is my profitability at all times? When do I have a negative cash flow? When do I have a positive cash flow? And I think this visibility is missing to a lot of companies. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Let me ask you about this. Can you speak to online distribution for OTAs? Tell me about online distribution today. What should property managers be looking at for their online distribution today? And regardless of what we've looked for in the past, today in 2023, what should we be looking for? Yes, I mean, that's something that I've followed since 2007 when we integrated with Booking.com in Europe, coming from a very strong direct distribution strategy to using OTAs to do distribution. I think here again, 16 years forward, I think what you need to look at in distribution is that you have a well-balanced channel approach and not have too many eggs in one single basket. So have your eggs spread in as many baskets as you possibly can to leverage the different channels that you have available to you. And I think there's a big differentiation between Europe and the United States. In Europe, 
it's far more common to distribute across a lot more different channels than it is in the United States. In the US, you have two very strong predominant channels, Verbo, Expedia, and Airbnb. Right. Whereas in Europe, you have many others. You have MetaSearch, like the Holidays, the home to go of this world. You have obviously Booking.com as a very strong channel. You had TripAdvisor, who have obviously less market share now. But Europe takes a far bigger approach in having you know, a very broad distribution approach and in many channels as you possibly can. And this is not widely known in the United States. And I think when I would look at distribution, I would urge people to really have as many channels available to them as possible, try new channels. And you know, there's boutique channels, there's channels who are only focusing for properties with golf courses, other only with pets, family-friendly vacation rental channels. There's so many different channels out there. And I think I would distribute those to as many as you can to not to be dependent. Because we've seen that again through COVID when the big OTAs give the refunds to the guests instead of the hosts. A lot of people were stranded, you know, and how can you build a business on a single channel? This is commercial suicide, you know, because if the channel doesn't deliver demand anymore, what are you going to do? And then the second piece is the direct distribution. You know, everybody's laughing about direct booking and it's a bit of a thing that people are talking about. But hey, there is maybe some merits to that. You know, when we talk to a lot of property managers out there, we always ask, hey, what is your direct distribution strategy? Ah, well, we don't have one. We don't have a CRM. We don't even know who our customers are. And I think there is massive opportunities to create rebookings, to engage with customers and spend more effort to get to know your customers and build loyalty and everything else. So I think distribution is a big topic. So multi-channel approach is definitely one that I would urge for and have some sort of direct distribution strategy as well to build more loyalty and customers as well. Completely agree. Part of the platform that we've launched Concentrate. One part of it is local market data. The other part is completely about direct distribution and how to get more bookings with the data that you have directly. So we've created some really cool things. So I'm 100% behind you. I think that is the most underrated part of what we're doing in vacation rentals today. We are leaning too much on our OTAs and other distribution and marketing efforts and direct is most profitable. We're talking about profit. This episode of How We Grow is sponsored by RevMax, the premier full-service revenue management system. Built for vacation rental managers who are looking for a market edge, RevMax offers data-driven tools and services that will increase revenue and drive more profit. Connect with their revenue management experts at GetRevMax.com and discover their full-service revenue management solution. Tell me what you think about the trending of vacation rentals, where are we going in the next few years, Simon? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So just latching on to your previous question, Mm -hmm. you know, we always say that we can survive crisis very well. We're very flexible. And it's interesting you ask about the distribution strategy because when we don't have a distribution issue because demand is there, so nobody thinks about distribution too much because as long as demand is strong, I don't need to worry about it. But demand gets lower, well, then good luck to you because then ADRs will drop, occupancy will drop. It's going to be a mess. So I think we need to be very mindful. And I always took an umbrella with me last year. And the sign of the umbrella was, before we knew what 23 was, is that you know when you leave the home in the morning and it's sunny, in 99% of the days, you will forget the umbrella because in the afternoon, it's going to rain like hell, right? Right. 
And I always say, when it's sunny outside, don't forget the umbrella. And I think that's what I wanted to say in our industry. I think it's time for to have an umbrella with you because it's going to get tough. We've seen the market softening, ADRs are softening. When we're in the gold rush, you sort of get to forget there can also be bad times. COVID is behind us. We had lockdowns. We suffered. The rebound was massive. Everyone wanted to go on holidays. But hey, hotels are not sleeping. Other verticals are not sleeping. And I see the market softening. It's, there's a lot of attention. There's a lot of capital in the market as well. They want to grow. There's competition. And the supply is growing too. So I see definitely darker clouds on the horizon. We need to be ready for inflation, some serious crisis. We have a war out there as well. We have energy crisis. And I don't want to put the devil on the wall, but we need to be realistic. You know, inflation is taking part. You know, Google has just announced to lay off a lot of people, tech companies laying off a lot of people. And we we shouldn't just sit back and say, hey, we'll be fine. No, we need to be ready for it. So I think, you know, the good thing is vacation rental has proven to be extremely resistant. We went through many crises in the past. We went through the financial crisis very well. We went through 9-11, SARS. We had a lot of different catastrophes and vacation rental always rebounded very quickly. Why? Because it's an asset light business, right? So we don't own the asset. So, you know, as interest rate rises, we may get more supply because the homeowners want to rent because they can't afford the mortgage anymore. So there's a lot of positive things for us. So we have learned a lot. I think we're we're a solid industry. We can do better, but I think we need to get ready for some tougher times, higher energy costs that will have an impact. How do you roll that over to guests as well? Then we have a climate crisis as well, which will have massive impact. Climate change will change you know, certain destinations. Australia has been the wettest country for seven years, which they've never seen rain before. But I think, you know, these huge times of 2022, I would doubt that they're going to repeat themselves for the next few years to come. You think we're headed back to 2019 or so? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, when we budget and talk about with property managers, what do they take? We hear 219 a lot, right? So I think the more cautious people will take business to 219 levels. Others uh, say, you know, a little bit higher than 19. So anything is sort of in between. So the bandwidth in terms of budgeting and forecasting expectations is sort of anything between the 219 and the 22 numbers. And I think you're better off in taking a more conservative approach than taking a too bullish approach right now. So their ADR is softening, but some markets have not softened their ADR and they're actually making more money with less occupancy. And we know that's going to be a problem because homeowners are going to poke up and say, hey, you're not renting my home. Even if you say to them, how many times we say to the owner, you're making more money? Like, yeah, but you're not filling my occupancy. So we'll see issues either way with that. Tell me what you think about the future of the business models. We have everything from small family owned property management companies who are doing great all the way up to large corporations like Vacasa and others that are that large. Where are we going? Where's that future headed, Simon? What do you see? Should we all sell to them? I mean, you know, what are we going to do? <laughs> no, no, I'm happy. We can help you sell the business. So well, we can do that too. But, you know, consolidation has been a big word for a long time. And even I have admitted to the industry that consolidation is not the solution because it's a hyper-local business. And, you know, all in all, going back quickly to what you said before, I always struggle to generalize. And I totally agree with you. Certain destinations and certain products have not seen softening, massive ADRs, great occupancy. So generalizing is always very hard in our industry, right? Because you have regulation. So because one of the single biggest risks that I see to vacation rental overall of next to things what we discussed before is regulatory impact, hands down. Okay, so that is 
biggest the single biggest risk that this business has, and we haven't talked about that. So let's park that for a while. Going forward, I think the fundamentals of what the industry is today in terms of the models you're talking about, that is not going to change, if you ask me. It will stay hyper-local. It will stay hyper-fragmented because at the end of the day, vacation rental, the core of the business, the majority of the business is based on relationship. So the only asset that vacation rental property managers have is relationships. We have nothing else. And that applies to working with technology companies. We're still strong on the human capital. We're building relationships. We only trust the tech companies. We trust the people with Our industry works a lot different than many other industries. And I think fundamentally, that is not going to change. Yes, we're seeing some large investment firms who own more institutional owned assets, the large amount of inventory, 95% of world's inventory is still really owned. And only a small part is owned by large investment firms and asset firms. And I don't think that's going to change at large. So the individual homeowner is going to be the large owner of our supply going forward. Hence, fragmentation, hyperlocalization is still going to be there. So we'll see a lot of small companies. We see larger ones who can scale. And one thing that my biggest observation last year and coming into this year is there's a lot of tech-enabled companies out there. You know, we use this term tech-enabled when Vacasa was founded. This was sort of the tsunami. There's the first vacation rental company is coming in that is tech-enabled. Well, if you're not tech-enabled today, it's very hard to run a business regardless. So forget about this term tech-enabled. But they're hitting a ceiling in certain markets. So what they're going to do is say, hey, I have good technology, so I'm franchising. So this is now the new phenomenon. So I think there's a lot of property management companies out there who have built proprietary tech for themselves. They can't grow anymore in their core markets. It's hard to enter new destinations for all the reasons we just said, hyperlocal, you need local relationships with homeowners, et cetera. So scaling out of your core market is for everyone. Either you make an acquisition, but you can't run the same standards that you have run in your own market because there's somebody else running that market. So the franchise is potentially an answer. We have a lot of debate. Also the BRMA last year in Vegas, is franchise going to be the model? And I can spend a lot of time and energy. We do quite a bit of research in that sector right now to understand what is going to be the next model in that. I think the big boys like Vacasa, they need to rethink what is the big boys model and how does that work and how is it scalable? In Europe, none of the big ones have this challenge, by the way. Like if you look at an Interhome, an Interchalet, uh, Sykes and Aways, they're highly profitable. They're running 100,000 units. They make over 100 million profit, right? So that's not an issue. And vacation rental is a lot older in Europe than it is in the United States. So we don't have this scale issue. But what's interesting, even the big boys in Europe, they have hit a ceiling. So after 30, 40,000 units, you hit a ceiling in terms of scale and growing. So I don't think we will ever see an overarching vacation rental brand that everybody's aware of. I don't think that's going to happen. The only way you can crack this is have proprietary, superior technology and standards and a consumer brand to offer franchise. So the only reason that the franchise approach is potentially not going to work is because they will struggle to build a consumer-facing brand. They can build tech, they can build standards, so you can help somebody in one destination, say, here, take my franchise, we help you grow supply, we help you with tech and everything. But one thing they can't do, these guys, is we have a brand behind us and we'll bring you demand. Right. If a franchise is still building its business model where 80% of the demand is coming from Airbnb, your value proposition is extremely limited. <laughs> that's for sure. Eggs in a basket we talked about. I think that's where we're going there. 
Simon, I really have enjoyed talking to you and I hope that you'll come back on a regular basis. I would love to have you come chat with everyone and kind of give them an update on where your thoughts are in the industry on a regular basis. If you're interested, I will invite you all the time. Absolutely. It's a great pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I will definitely be in the States on a regular basis this year, already at the VRMA Executive in May. We have a team at VRMA in Kansas as well. So we're looking forward to meet up with you and more than happy to support all your endeavors. And thank you very much for having me as well. We really love you. Thanks so much for doing what you do. Don't stop. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. This episode of How We Grow was brought to you by RevMax. To find out more about how RevMax can help to grow your vacation rental business, visit GetRevMax.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.